0: Hi, I'm Richard, the host and GM of the D20 Future Show, the world's premier D20 Future podcast. We play the tabletop role-playing game D20 Future, and we put it out as a show. And sometimes, we are idiots. When a giant spider was attacking an old woman and you killed it. The giant, not the, the giant
1: spider. The giant spider. Twenty-six.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that,
2: that is not enough to seduce a security guard. I strongly disagree. That's, okay, that's you, you are not
1: right. that hot. I strongly disagree. Davey, I rolled twenty-six. <laughs> <laughs> they are not Minus. player characters. They are not my book. <laughs> 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 Things got a little too crazy, but we're here now. Party time! Party time! <laughs> a crazy day!
0: The D twenty Future Show is available on all good, neutral, and evil podcast platforms. Just go to your podcast app and search for The D20 Future Show and you're bound to find us.
2: (laughs) You're welcome. Podcasting gold. (laughs) Yeah, we'll see.
0: Welcome one and all to Merely Roleplayers, where theatrical people play role-playing games. I'm Matt Boothman, I'm your compare for this season, for this backstage episode of our main house show. I am joined in the quarantine bunker by uh, Josh. Hello. Also by Dave. Hello. And by subject of today's backstage episode, welcome Ellen. Hello. How are we all managing in our pandemic lockdown?
1: All the days have merged.
2: I'm not sure what time it is anymore. It's quite hot in my shed. That's the problem. (laughs)
0: It's always hot in here.
1: It's March 92nd. (laughs) (laughs) Yep.
0: Yes. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. What is time? Well, maybe we'll explore that in this story. (laughs) In any case, Ellen, tell us, if you would, uh, which Monster of the Week playbook you picked and what drew you to it.
1: So I picked The Spooky, which is a character that has some kind of supernatural or magical abilities that they don't necessarily have full control of. I like the idea of this character because uh, I quite like the idea of being presented with situations that I haven't personally expected and having to think on the spur of the moment how I'm going to deal with it. I've always enjoyed reading and watching... Characters that have sort of um, thrown themselves into something that they've just discovered. Uh, things that are more powerful than they first seemed. that have greater meaning than they thought they were dabbling with. I think it's quite an exciting exciting character to play.
0: That sounds very cool. Have you got any, any examples of that sort of character that you've got in your head?
1: Yeah, the f- I mean, the first one I think that was presented when we were talking about it was the idea. It was um, Willow from Buffy. Which, I mean, she was my favourite character in Buffy anyway for lots of different reasons, but she became so much more interesting as a character when she went from being the nerdy best friend to somebody that, oh, I can do a little spell, I can make make some fire, I can make it rain or whatever, to suddenly this huge amount of power coming into her and her having no idea how to deal with it and it completely altering her motives in a lot of the, her storyline especially. She, it kind of corrupted her. She went from someone who was very innocent to someone really quite dark and there was quite an internal battle there um i was actually thinking about i don't know if you if you read terry pratchett at all but um oh, yeah, the car- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um the character of tiffany aching mm-hmm. because there's something about that kind of um small town english village thing of this this person this girl that's sort of born and bred in this local community very family oriented that suddenly discovers this power uh within her or i was specifically thinking of the wintersmith where there's this other being that she's attracted to in some way that she doesn't understand and it completely sucks her into situations and and vulnerabilities and power within herself that comes out completely from nowhere she won't listen to anyone's warning about it she just goes after it yeah, they were my main kind of thoughts for this character. Yeah.
0: Great, well, I'm fascinated to see where they lead.
1: <laughs>
0: do you have a, a concept? in? So there's sort of two approaches you can take to creating characters in these things. You can have a concept in, in your mind already and pick the options off the sheet that fit that concept, or you can pick options that you think look cool and work out what that means. Which way around are you, are you approaching this?
1: I do have a concept. Um, I wouldn't say it was completely fleshed out but I kind of know who I think I want to be. So probably that way around would be better and we can flesh it out more as we pick cool. moves. Cool.
0: Well, t- tell us about that. What What do you know so far?
1: Okay. So, um, yeah, from what I was saying about like Willow and, and Tiffany Aching and that sort of thing is that though I have, I think d- through my history, I have developed certain supernatural abilities. I think I'm I'm very much human and I'm very much an ordinary person- to begin with, in my story. I imagine that I am a sort of teenage slash early 20s girl who was born and bred in this town. Um, She knows everybody. She's lived there. She's been to school there. She's worked there. I think probably like my parents run the local pub or something like that. Very, up until New Powers came, very bored of this town and wanting to get out. And I was thinking that perhaps she... Has uh, an older brother or an older sibling that worked for Doom. She didn't know this. They were working the boring government job. She didn't know this until until suddenly he has gone missing, and it's led her to sort of go through his belongings. Maybe read. Um, maybe he had uh, some kind of journal where he was memor- like remembering. If these if the if the law is that we naturally don't remember these supernatural beings or whatever. And so bit by bit, she started to piece together this. I think that I had an idea for how my supernatural powers came to be. I think that she works at the local, I was thinking like small theme park. Like I'm thinking dreamland Margate kind of thing. It's her weekend job. She hates it. And she was bullied in by her boss one day to run the tarot reading tent. Ooh! And in so doing, not taking it at all seriously, out of nowhere, she's suddenly got a spirit guide. That's cool. Who seems very sweet and gentle. But she—I don't know whether, where we begin the story. Whether she's already discovered this or not, but they have their own ulterior motive. And though they can help her maybe do a little bit of astral projection or read minds or manipulate people a little bit, in certain situations that trigger them in some way, their motivation, they take complete control over her. And so it's that balance she has between wanting to use this person because they've got answers to all of the mysteries that she's trying to solve and everything. But she doesn't know at what point that person and what is motivating her spirit guide to sometimes just go, Nope, my body now. So yeah, that's kind of what I'd got.
0: I love this. I love that you're, you're, you're bringing a a mystery into the story before it's even started. (laughs) Uh, What, what happened to this sibling? Yeah. Uh, Why did they disappear? What were they looking into? Mm. That's, that's brilliant. Cool. Let's um, let's go through the sheet and see, uh, see if we learn any more. Lovely. First of all, uh, you get to pick a look. You've got uh, some options for gender presentation, for eyes, and for clothing. Uh, mm-hmm. What takes your eye there?
1: Uh, I mean, she's. I think she's. I'm going to go with woman. She's not a girl, but she's a young. She's a young woman, early twenties. Let's go with dark eyes. Nice. Got dark eyes. I'm thinking she's a little bit seen, like yeah. a little bit, a little bit goth emo seen wouldn't admit it but
0: so it's like dark irises and then also eyeshadow
1: oh yeah she's doing yeah. a full smoky eye nice it's gone out of fashion she doesn't care just in yeah, okay. a small town
0: girls stand out somehow in sheridan <laughs> exactly. down, however we're saying it
1: yeah she is she's the local goth kid and oh god now i'm gonna have to go with goth clothes aren't i <laughs> okay you don't yep. have to you don't have to
0: <laughs> you can buck the trend if you want to but if you want to lean into it you can lean into it I'm, gonna, no, I'm you gonna have go to f- wear a studded belt you have no choice
1: <laughs> I'm going full I'm going full goth but I'm going to can I add like a that it's a bit it's a bit more of a sort of a hipster goth she oh, yeah. she thinks that she is super trendy I mean I don't know the the young person's language nowadays <laughs> super trendy she thinks she's <laughs> super trendy
2: When when is this, set, when this when is this game set Matt just out of interest is it set in 2004 because if it is then you are super <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: Uh, sadly, it's set now, oh. so maybe, maybe God, a little behind.
1: <laughs> I'm literally just going off, like, what was the look when I was a teenager mm-hmm. slash early teen, and that's it. I don't know what people like now. I'm
0: old. You know, it, it can be it can be uh, general modern day rather than necessarily exactly today.
1: Yeah. I mean, the 90s are in fashion now, so... Oh, cool. Yeah,
0: they're coming back. <laughs> uh, so cool. what about stats ratings mm. uh, so the spooky always gets weird plus 2 yeah which seems very natural uh, but you get various different other options have you made a decision or would you like to throw it open
1: um i think i have but i'll just put it out there so uh, i don't think she has any charm <laughs> <laughs> at all like i think she's belligerent and yeah I'm a bit grumpy and mm, stupid town so, I was looking at the charm zero when the only one that has charm zero actually kind of makes sense that she's got sharp and tough. Oh, no, hang on. There's a charm minus one. I did there not is. See this. I did not see this. Yeah, how uncharming is she? <laughs> well, oh, <damn. laughs> no, okay. So, I'm, I'm going to, I've chosen one and I think I'm going to go with obviously weird plus two, tough and sharp plus one because. I think if that's the this kind of character that I've been going for, she is determined to figure out, and she's kind of reckless in her determination. cool a minus one and charm zero. she thinks she's cool, but she real ain't, and she's <laughs> n- not the charming girl about town it, it
0: makes sense if she's kind of a little bit belligerent with people that that she wouldn't necessarily be able to keep her cool in a yeah. in a charged situation either, yeah. That's, uh, that's how you are represented numerically. Uh, you now also get some moves. Oh, yeah. Uh, there are one, two, three, four, five, eight moves to pick from, and you get three of them. Yeah. Do you know which ones you want, or shall we go through them?
1: Um, I have an idea, but I haven't completely decided, I've got to be honest.
0: Okay. Uh, what's your idea?
1: So I thought the ones that made most sense with what I was going for was telepathy. So I can read people's thoughts, put words in their mouth. And I think that can be a sort of half a power that my spirit guide gives me and half a power that he or she has and takes control of me to do. I quite like that I can investigate or read a situation. I don't have to talk. I don't have to speak to someone. I can manipulate someone or get information with my brain.
0: Yeah, I can see that being something that like when you're first meeting this spirit, that they would definitely be able to sell that as like, hey, you're not, you're not that great with people, but I can make it so you don't need to talk to them.
1: Totally that. Yes, totally that. <laughs> the other that seemed suitable was uh, the sight. So you can see the invisible, especially spirits and magical influences. You may communicate with or even make deals with the spirits you see, and they give you more opportunities to spot clues.
0: That makes a load of sense as well, yeah. and we, we've established we mm-hmm. have we have spirits. There is like a wood fay spirit community that you could tap into there.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. Which and then the other one I was thinking, I'm a, I'm kind of split between premonitions and tune in.
0: Okay. Um, so premonitions gives you a, a vision at the start of every mystery that you're in, uh, mm. which you can then, if you try and prevent it coming through coming true, uh, you get bonuses. Mm -hmm. And then tune in is kind of like a a telepathy extension, but that also works on monstrous things. You can attune your mind to a monster or a minion and uh, sort of see through its eyes and get answers about where it is and what it's up to.
2: Mm. If I can throw my two cents into this, I think, um, thank you. I think that tune Mm -hmm. in for me was the obvious one when I was reading through your moves. That seems to be the obvious one to me that everything that you do seems to be about reading people and perhaps slightly manipulating them and knowing what they're going to do. You've almost got a bit of a, a divination act about you as well. You're able to see one step ahead. And I think with monsters, that can be quite interesting. What's it going to do next? Who's it going to target? How can you read them? Um, not because you're good at social interactions, but that you've just got this strange power that you can just get inside people's brains. And maybe that's why you're not particularly charming, because people don't like it when you get inside their brains.
1: <laughs> yeah, it makes total sense.
2: That would be, that'd be my, my thought.
1: Wicked. Yeah, okay. I like that.
0: And there's, yeah, and we we can discover things uh, as we, as we tell the story, but I can see lots of cool ways that we could like describe how this is happening. Like it could be your, your familiar spirit or spirit guide, like going and like leaving you and going into something else and feeding you back information from where it is, or just Mm. like appearing over their shoulder and whispering things to you.
1: That's really cool.
0: Yeah. Lots of cool opportunities. I realise I forgot to ask. Uh, do you have a name for this character yet?
1: <laughs> I do. Her name is Jess Butterworth. Very cool. <laughs> Born and bred in small town Britain.
0: Like it. I like it very much.
1: I haven't actually decided a name for my spirit guide yet.
0: Okay. But... We can we can think about that. We can workshop that. Okay. Josh has done lots of research, as we as we know. Maybe something <laughs> will come up from that.
2: As long as it sounds hilarious when it's said in a West Country accent like Butterworth is, then we'll be okay.
1: Well, <laughs> in my head, she is that like, oh, or who wants a play character? She's, not,
2: she's got nothing else to do in the village. So she's either getting chucked out of the pub or she's hanging around the post office or she's yeah. just sort of wandering in the high street.
1: Exactly.
0: So we get to decide for you, what is the dark side of your powers? So what is the downside that your spirit familiar has? Mm-hmm. You get three tags from this list. Uh, what does any do? Any of those take your fancy, or shall
1: we go through them? Yes, I had already kind of put a marks uh, an extra a few. Yep. Um, which were poor impulse control. Sounds about right. Um, greed for power.
0: Ooh, okay.
1: Dark bargain. Mm-hmm. And rage, because I feel like if this spirit guide is going to have. negative side I think it's got to be quite dramatic when when it comes comes out fully it has to be there has to be some kind of real threat there otherwise I just I just you know I'd be totally reckless in how I use that power there has to be something that's actually dangerous but yeah I like the idea that there is something going on with whatever spirit this is there's something that they're trying to achieve whether it be power that's kind of encouraging me to act recklessly impulsively and and everything
0: Cool. Okay. So, so definitely poor impulse control, definitely dark bargain. Cause that gives us lots to, yeah. to play with. We know that this spirit has an ulterior motive. We just don't know what it is yet. Mm-hmm. So then the other ones were rage or greed for power. Yeah. So I guess which one, which one are we keeping and which one are we dropping?
1: I think let's, let's keep rage.
0: Okay. You said belligerent a couple of times. So that definitely yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, so it's sort of like maybe if she was uh, a bit caustic anyway and this is mm. just like playing up
1: that side of her now. Yes, I think totally like it taps into that and what what naturally in her is a kind of a piss-off attitude becomes something really dangerous that isn't her, that she suddenly has no control over.
2: It's got a very sort of angry poltergeist feel to it. Yeah. You know what I mean? If something isn't going the spirit's way or isn't going her way.
1: Yeah, totally.
2: The house starts to shake and and trees start to sway and, you know, cracks begin to appear in the road and whatever else. I think that's cool.
0: Or or with the the powers we've picked, maybe it's everybody around you starts getting a headache. (laughs) Or nosebleeds. I
1: I quite like that because I think that if it is taking the worst sides of her natural personality and making them more dangerous, then as a character, she's going to have to learn to self-moderate and be calmer and be more approachable than a pleasant person so that this doesn't take control of her. So, yeah. Yeah,
0: looking ahead to some character development. I like it. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Uh, last thing on the sheet uh, is that you get some gear. You get a mm. couple of weapons. Uh, and I'll be interested to know where uh, where Jess has got them from as well, <laughs> because there's some reasonably serious stuff on this list. Yeah. Uh, what do you fancy from there?
1: So I've got A thirty-eight revolver, a 9mm, a hunting rifle, a shotgun, or a big knife. Which is, whew, okay.
2: It's quite tricky to see how you adapt (laughs) this game to play in a place where firearms aren't quite as readily available as they are in uh, a country that we won't name.
0: Everyone and their mums is packing around, (laughs) here.
2: Maybe (laughs) that's it. Yeah, 100%. Well,
1: my first thought was Shaun of the Dead and the Winchester and there being an old rifle above the bar. That's cool. That um, she, if her mum and dad run the pub, the gastro pub round the corner, and she has nicked that and replaced it at some point. Oh yeah. But I know nothing about guns.
0: <laughs> you could also have, um, if you've been going through your uh, government agent siblings' stuff, then mm. you could conceivably have found a weapon in that as well. That's cool. So uh, there's there's not too much difference between them in game terms. The the different guns available here. The only difference, as far as I can see, is that so the hunting rifle can shoot a bit further um, than either of the pistols. Uh, the 38 is slower than the 9mm. And other than that, it's all bit, a, a bit much of a muchness. All right, then. I can see a government agent being armed with a 9mm if you wanted to flavour it okay. that way.
1: Okay, let's do that. Okay, so yeah, a 9mm that I have discovered amongst my siblings' possessions... Which I don't know how to use yet, but it's in my possession. Uh, did I get two? Yeah. Blimey!
2: Oh my gosh, she's gonna have two guns. <laughs> small, small with an angry um, sidekick. Blimey! Oh
1: crikey! Okay, no, I don't. I don't want to have two guns. I've decided. I think that's overkill for the character. I think I've got. A, I've got a gun. I haven't used it yet. I don't know what, how to do it. And I'm going to go with a big knife. And that, I mean,
0: that can just be a kitchen
1: knife. And literally, I was thinking of. A chopping, a chopping knife. Yeah. aching style frying pan to the face.
0: Okay. So definitely a big knife. And then we had those two options, the the legacy gun from the sibling or the gun from the pub. Which one of those feels more fun to you?
1: Um, I do. I, I like the legacy gun. I think it's a bit, it's a bit less silly, but I think it's a bit more interesting um, in terms of plot and story. Cool.
0: There we go, then. There are introductions to be made that are also on the sheet, but we will save that for when we're actually playing the game. So just a couple of other things. Do, do, you, have a, do you have a name for the missing sibling?
1: No, I don't, actually. I didn't. Someone Butterworth.
2: <laughs> oh, what was
0: sorry, what was your first
2: name
1: again, Ellen? Miss
2: Butterworth? Jess. Jess. Is this sibling older or younger? Not that it makes any difference whatsoever to what their <laughs> name is. But I'm just I was
1: imagining, I was imagining older brother. Okay. Someone that I kind of idolised when I was younger, before they buggered.
2: How about a Thomas Butterworth?
1: Thomas Butterworth.
2: See, I'm just thinking James, so it's Jesse and James from Tim, Team Rocket. But. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a cat
0: as well? No. <laughs>
1: um, I like Thomas. Thomas is nice.
0: Cool. All right, Thomas Butterworth. What did he discover? We will find out maybe. Hmm. So now that you've discovered uh, that there's more to the world than, than everybody else remembers uh, and you've sort of discovered this through his personal effects, mm-hmm. what... So the, the DO, what, they stop them, themselves forgetting with a combination of things like hypnosis or like mnemonics that they have to keep repeating to themselves That gives mm-hmm. them a bit of a weird reputation in government that they're always mumbling to themselves, especially the new recruits. So you could have found his notes on how to do that and be doing yeah. it his way or you could have found your own way of remembering these things. Uh, what what do you think is your technique?
1: So I think that I found his, his journal that is written in some kind of code that was what he was using to remember everything whenever he was coming home to visit his family to make sure that his work, he didn't just forget what his job was. I think I found that and I've been decoding it and I keep it with me all the time and i'm adding my own bits and maybe i haven't completely decoded everything there's stuff that i don't understand or remember properly yet but um that i'm keeping a proper like scrawly diary bits stuck in and biro doodles and that which is like in my pocket all the time
0: cool it also occurs to me that your spirit is probably constantly whispering stuff to you as well that mm. is a kind of constant remind. That presence in your head is a constant reminder that things are not as they seem.
1: Not going to be a surprise every time they speak to me, like, oh, oh my God, who's that?
0: Uh, yeah, I'm not going to yeah, make that you... Would
2: be wonderful to see you role-playing. Uh, <laughs> wake up in the morning world, ah, a ghost! And then just do that every single <laughs> <season.
0: laughs> day. Just oh. a constant groundhog day. Oh, God. <laughs> and so we have, uh, in the course of this backstory, we've added a couple of things to the town. We have a pub and we have a small theme park do mm. you want to name those?
1: Oh, yeah, let's,
0: Naming let's name Naming pubs is always them. fun.
1: Yeah, it is. It's got to be proper small town. There's a there's a pub in my town called the um, the Foal and Broccoli. Wow. <laughs> yes. That's a bit out there.
2: One 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 name should definitely be an animal. The other should definitely yeah. be a vegetable. <laughs> the calf and sprout. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely a root vegetable. Brilliant. That's the badger and parsnip sound. <laughs>
0: I like all those options. I'm giving. A mink hun- and the Salariac. <laughs> it's Jess's parents' pub, so I'm giving Ellen executive okay. control over the name okay. of this pub.
1: That's um, a wise decision. <laughs> let's go for the Duck and Parsnip.
0: Cool. The Duck and Parsnip.
1: <laughs> Going down, Duck.
2: Welcome to the. See, we're setting this down in the north. It's the Duck and Parsnip. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: a duck and bass nip
0: <laughs> lovely and the theme park would this be a like a name apostrophe s like a polton's that kind of thing or what do we think
1: possibly i mean yeah the thing that i immediately thought of was dreamland uh just because i don't know if you guys ever went before it was redone it's just that it's called dreamland and it's the place of absolute nightmares like <laughs> just it's in margate
2: Oh, so like the, the, the roller coaster tracks are bucking into the sea and yeah. people lose friends and children on the dodgems every so often. Oh, I fly.
1: went there at 14 and I went on the, the water luge thing and the water was fully stagnant. Uh, just. Um, so I want something that kind of has the, the <laughs> all of the all like of the water. Just imagine this like
0: Wonderworld. Yeah, slightly yes. tacky.
1: <laughs> yeah. Wonderworld's quite nice.
0: Yeah. Or the Amazement
2: Park. <laughs> whatever you decide to call it can the slogan be the happiest place on earth and Disney just haven't quite gotten on to it
1: yes
0: nice yeah I'm writing it down cool uh,
1: I like Wonderworld I like um, what did you say Amazement okay. Park Amazement, Amazement Park <laughs> that's can we go for Amazement Park I <laughs> yeah, think that's okay. bloody brilliant
0: <laughs> yep
2: if that's canon now Matt could the final Chapter of Jess's story be Jess against the Disney executives and lawyers that arrived to <laughs> shut
1: the place down. <laughs> the Thrilling shootout. stuff.
0: <laughs> They're the real monsters. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, so, final question is: mm. um, so you've, Jess has decided to join this uh, organization that's stepping in to defend the town where the, the government will not. Uh, why? Why did you join up?
1: I think almost certainly my chief motivation was finding out what on earth happened to my brother and if he was working for the organization what happened to him and whether it's a cover-up and I think that this the whole um spirit guide thing has happened since then and there's a definite like personal uh, ambition there that suddenly there's something in my life that makes me special that Uh, I I knew that I was bigger than this town kind of thing, you know, that wants to, I want to prove myself. And I want to be part of something that's bigger than the life that I've been told I was going to grow up into, you know? Going to show this town that it needs me more than I need it. Big fish, small pond kind of thing. My town. (laughs) Brilliant. Cool.
0: Anybody got any more questions about Jess Butterworth? Who
2: runs the theme
0: park?
1: (laughs) I don't know.
2: Do you get on do you get on with them?
1: Um I think I probably have a bit of a, a love-hate relationship with them that they act as a, a bit of a a mentory uncle figure uh, to my rebellious teenage ways so they, they let me get away with a lot of nonsense but I complain about them a lot too.
0: We'll have to meet that person. Mhm. But for now Ellen you're ready to play. Woo. Hey.
1: Yeah. Oh. I'm Jess.
0: a main house production from Merely Roleplayers. It stars Ellen Gould as Jess Butterworth, Chris McLennan as Ed Kincaid, Helen Stratton as Melody, and Chris Buxey as Calisteria Softbinding. Sound design for this production is by Natalie Winter, and the theme music is by Alexander Pankhurst. I'm Matt Boothman, and I play the supporting cast, as well as editing and producing the episode. We were playing Monster of the Week, a role-playing game by Michael Sands, published by Evil Hat Productions. You can find Monster of the Week at genericgames.co.nz. Merely Roleplayers is a Foggy Outline production in association with Blackshaw Theatre Company. Until next time, if drama be the food of life, play on!